When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are live. We are live. Yay. We are live. On the stereo app. That's right. On stereo. Merry here. Christmas, listeners. Merry Christmas. That's right. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. We're going to drop one more before the new year. We truly appreciate you guys. And I have enjoyed my fucking self doing this stereo app. What about you, Chris? It's fun. I've done a few more like with, with very random people. You talk to people that like are way out of my echo chamber, like you totally random people there's this one guy who was like chevy tahoe guy who was like really different and really like mm-hmm. it's really a <laughs> chevy tahoe guy yeah he was really like interesting so that's you meet a ton of cool people on this app so i like it i do i like it too it, it's kind of fun yeah i like I, you know what i enjoyed the people asking questions when the guy asked last week with garyana beating i kill ass <laughs> i laughed my ass off <laughs> i laughed yeah it and if you guys need my to log in so there yeah are you able to get in christy katie we're just waiting on i know we got questions coming through Uh, our producer is getting it ready just calm down and be patient everything don't move fast if i don't get my feet down before the new year's over i'm gonna lose a couple toes why what's wrong with them let me see oh yeah you need you need a paint job uh it's called a pedicure (laughs) fat boy oh well, I don't know. I don't do anything to my feet. You should see how long my toenails are. Really? Oh, that's bad. You got to start taking care of yourself, Chris. I need you to start getting, you know, you could be the next Eminem. I could be the next Eminem. You, you need know. to start, you know, going and Wouldn't that be something? massage your back all the way down to your ankles because you ain't got no ass. I'm just, you know, people constantly are saying. Oh, I thought you I thought you was talking about this candy. He was going to put a, a white M on the, in the yellow. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> what did he say? Like a, are you saying I look like a, a peanut M&M? Yeah. Uh, no, he don't. I mean, you got to start getting your feet done, Chris, and have people to rub your your breasts with olive oil and um, go all the way down your stomach so they can slick your red hair all the way down. Why do you put olive oil on yourself? I just can see it on you. Oh. Well, that's thoughtful of you. <laughs> Uh yeah, we don't want to. Oh yeah, okay, we got our first message. Let's. We take got listen. our first question. Thank you. I was sick of talking. Hi, Miss Pat. This is Griselda from Mexico. I was wondering if you could have your husband on the pat down and talk about his first time meeting you and what made him, you know, think that you were the one. I can't hear her. Oh, you need headphones. I didn't have headphones last time, did I? Uh you did. I just forgot. Oh, shit. So what was her question? Her question was, would you have Garrett on the pat-down? I've been trying to get Garrett on a pat-down, but his ass... Um, but his ass... Well, if you stop hanging up on him every time you call, he might do it. <laughs> Fuck up, Dion. I can hear your ass. Hold on, I'm putting on my headset. We didn't have our shit all the way together. Um, I've been trying to get Garrett on the, on the pat-down. And uh, to talk about how we met, but we 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 working that out now. I'm gonna have to kiss him a little bit more to get him on here with us. Do does he just not want to, or he doesn't like attention, or what is? My husband don't like attention. He don't want to be a part of all of this bullshit. 
He already told me to go rent a nigga to walk me down a red carpet. Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> is that a store? I, I, I'm quite sure it is. <laughs> I'm quite red sure. Red carpet niggas. Yes. <laughs> coupon coupon code. Yeah. <laughs> Not <laughs> at all. <laughs> I mean, she's in the pat down. Send me your coupon codes for Rena. Never mind. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right. Next question here on the stereo app. This question is for Chris. I was wondering if your family supports the career that you chose and what other career would you rather go to besides the one that you are in now? He would like to be a stripper at a cookie shop. I would love to be a stripper at a cookie <laughs> shop. Yeah. Just dancing for cookie dough. Uh, no, my family, uh, my mom has been super supportive. She was really helpful early on in the beginning, you know, letting me live in her house long after I should have been there. Um, and just helping me out financially, like through my college years, especially, um, my dad never got it. And it wasn't until I started working at Bob and Tom where he was like, you know, I'm really proud of you. Um, but he's never listened to a podcast other than Dale juniors. Uh, and my sister listens to the pat down. My brother listens to the pat down. So yeah, everybody is very supportive and that's, uh, it's, it's been great. So, um, have a very supportive group of people around me and Miss Pat, what about Dion? Like, ha, does your family, when you said you wanted to be a stand-up comedian, were they like, what? Uh, my mom wasn't. That's like, no, not really. They they didn't care, like one way or the other. My mom didn't come to my shows for like the first probably five years that I started doing stand-up because we weren't really talking. But uh, after we healed the relationship, she 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 supports me. She comes out to to local shows, and my brothers have always supported you know me doing stand up. It's so, funny you say that because um, I don't remember meeting any of your family. But anyway, me or Dion? Uh, Dion, you you've met my two older brothers. You met my younger brother. He had to go up after you beat up that one boy. Oh yeah, I met him, and I met your mom. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm, I have amnesia. Yeah. Go to the next one. What I want to know, like when you started doing stand up, was I imagine Garrett was supportive because he seems really supportive, but like, no, he wasn't. He wasn't at all. No, really. He told me I told Chicken House dark, pathetic jokes. He did. He yeah. did. You better not get me sick, bitch, sitting this close to No, you. no. It's... But he said, um, he said it was too dark and it was not, it, no. I mean, he just wanted, I worked at, um, when I started around comedy, I was doing vending at the, um, uh, at the at the games, and then I was also doing. Um, I also had a job working at General Motors, so he wanted me to be, you know, have a career, right? That he wanted me to do. I didn't want to fix no goddamn cars and talk to crazy people. What about your your kids? Oh, they just got to go to the comedy club and eat all they wanted. They was very supportive. <laughs> at what point did Garrett like start supporting your comedy career? I think it was a turnaround for him. I ain't gonna say he never really supported it. He just didn't. He, I don't think he think it was gonna go anywhere. Hmm. You know, just you know, a couple hundred dollars here and there. Uh, when I went on tour with Cat Williams, that's when it started to change. He started to see the future. Got it. All right, next question here on the stereo app. Leave us a question. Miss Pat, do you plan on having Nikea on the show more? And if Ashley ever goes straight, tell her to holler. 
Nobody uh, trying to fuck your truck driving ass. He sound like a truck driver too. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you now, truck driver Ashley got way bigger dicks than you could ever have. Don't fuck with her. Do not fuck with the luggage up under the bed. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he upstairs now. I need to get his fat ass down here to talk to y'all. <laughs> Nike is funny. All right, here we go. Next question here on the stereo app. Hey, Miss Pat. Hey. Now that Christmas is slowly coming towards an end, have you started thinking about next season and what the color scheme will be? Oh, I fucking love you. <laughs> yeah, I have. But I, I started about two years ago. One year I put up the tree. Next year I go on vacation. So I'm taking my whole family to Hawaii. Mm. So I won't be a color scheme. But I'm shopping now. Don't get me wrong. I'm shopping for the following year. But I tell you this Hobby Lobby ain't got shit left. They tell me we're in a pandemic, nigga. They emptied them shelves. It ain't going to be no 90% off this year. <laughs> How much more do you need? You've bought everything in every Hobby Lobby across the nation. I know, but I changed the color every fucking year. <laughs> Last year, it was beige and silver or something. This year, it was purple. And I was really looking forward to having an all-black tree next year. Mm. But it ain't shit left. Do they make all-black trees? Hell yeah. Is it like black, like t-shirt, like the shirt, color of your shirt? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was looking forward to having, I probably would have added a little gold in it, but I was thinking of a black or a pink or something like that. So I don't know. I just got to see what's left out there and I build from that. But I'm, I don't think I'm going to put up a tree next year. I think we're going to go on a vacation. So your strategy is go to Hobby Lobby, see what's on clearance and then start from there. Yeah, if I don't already have some. I already gotcha. had the, the purple, the black girl magic in mind. Mm -hmm. So um, next year, you know, I haven't really thought of a color scheme. But if I, I, I was thinking about blue and cream. Mm. So we got to see what's left over, honey. Ain't shit left over to even start to build on shit. You, it's on your Instagram, but you posted the black girl magic. You made that. You told me that, like, the, the, like the tall boards. Yeah, I made all of letters. that stuff. Did you carve the letters or did you buy the letters? I was letters just buying and painting them. And my, uh, my girlfriend, Lati, she helped me throw some glitter on them. And I just put them to the board and painted the board and put it out there. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Her pictures are really cool. Check out her Instagram, comedian Miss Pat. All right. Next question. Including all your children, um, your other crack babies, um, your aunts, uncles, cousins, sister, brothers. How many family members do you have? Do you? At least think you have all around the world, whatever. As many as you do, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> 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 like I'm a, a what is that shit that count people? The census. The census. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you love your family, name everyone. <laughs> what do you want a tree? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I have an aunt in Jacksonville on my daddy's side that um really keeps up with like relatives and you know past relatives and stuff and so uh a couple of my relatives that i've never met on my father's side are crack babies mm. and so i was on i think she was on my page or she was a crack baby and she was like hey cuz and i was like you know that's how black people talk right. and i'm like um she's like no really i'm your cousin <laughs> so i was like no you're not bitch and so I inboxed her. I noticed that my aunt was her friend. So I was like, how do you know Gloria? Mm -hmm. And she was like, my, that was my mama's sister. And I was like, oh, my God, this is my fucking cousin. Right. Yeah. That's hilarious. So I don't know. I don't know how many relatives I've had. Right now, I don't have many. Just the people in my house and Chris and the Kate and Dion. <laughs> and that's it. And a yeah. couple girlfriends. Quisha. 
Oh, of course, Quisha. I was really excited to see that Quisha was in the pit, in the family photos. I, man, how can you not put her in the fucking family photos? Yeah. Yeah, she. she I'm, I'm trying like to I, get her in my family photos. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, no. Uh, uh, surprising lack amount, uh, lack of cleavage in your family photos. I was disappointed in Quisha. Oh, really? Yeah. You wanted to see titties? Mm, yes. Would you like to see my titties, Chris? Please. I actually kind of want to see what's going on with the the one nipple. Oh, uh, kiss my ass. <laughs> you offered, down. but don't get mad at me. I, you know. You ever suck black titties? No. Uh, yeah, actually, I have. It was a, a butler. I went to visit a girl at a butler. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, you know what? I have. So how did you forget that you suck black titties? Because it was like 20 years ago. Did you like it? Yeah. It was like any other titty, right? Well, once you go black titty, you never go back. Well, Unless you're forced to. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> did you want to date black girls? Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, good. Okay. Well, I, as soon as I find somebody who's interested and you, I will let you know. Can we call Quisha? No. Oh, no, we can't. Next question. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're listening to a live episode of the Pot Do- Pat Down Podcast. Check us out on your favorite podcast app. We're taking questions live here on, on stereo. stereo. We on stereo. Next question. Miss Pat, which one of your children has the highest chance of surviving a childhood like yours? And which one oh. has no chance in hell? <laughs> Including the little ones. Well, them little ones, some hood niggas. <laughs> the first two, anyway. Most likely to survive a childhood like mine's. That's a hard fucking question. Who do you think? Gariana has a. I want to say Gariana has a tough personality, but I don't know if she's just like tough on the outside. I don't. Is she? like a tough person because she strikes me as like I don't think she can survive my my background probably would be Ashley and yeah. the most likely to not survive is Gariana really probably maybe not maybe maybe Junebug is Gariana more sensitive than she comes across yeah she's very caring she's very she talks shit but she's a very caring and loving person yeah yeah she Ashley seems about tough yeah, I think Ashley can handle it because Ashley been out there. She been homeless and stuff, you know. Because most time when kids come out and they gay and they don't, they think don't nobody love them. The first thing they do is go to shelters and shit. So I think Ashley could survive my background. She kind well, she kind of lived through some of it, but she seems to have the most like I don't give a fucks about what you think attitude, which seems to be part of. What, I was gonna say she she was there for most of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she probably could survive it and and not kill. Probably Junebug couldn't. Yeah. Jumug ain't had no fucking struggle. <laughs> More likely he can't. Uh, all right, next question. Hold on before the next question. Yeah. We we on the stereo app, y'all. Make sure you we got one more episode with stereo. But I think we might stick around every now and then for this shit. Cause I really like being on the stereo app. Yep. Tune in next Wednesday, 6 p.m. We'll do another one of these. And uh, then you go to film your TV show. I go to film the fucking Miss Pat show. And if you're a Patreon listener, I'm going to be giving you guys something free from the show. Ooh. What? What? Like what? Go to the next question. Mind your fucking business. Who thought of the black girl magic Christmas thing? Oh, wow. That's a good question. So the way that became about this year 
honestly, is uh, last year my niece Portia was in the third grade. And, you know, Portia's a dark-skinned kid. And I used to put braids in their hair all the time. And she kind of had some new growth. Black people know what I'm talking about when your hair kind of grow out from the scalp. And one of the little girls in her class was like, why do your hair like that little white girl? Mm. And she was like, your hair is so ugly. Mm. And Portia, then this is third grade. The little girl didn't know what she was talking about. She just knew it was different. She took the scissor and scalped her whole top of her head off mm. because her little white friend at school said that her hair was ugly. And so I asked, she come home and all her fucking braids are gone at the top of her head. She cut her hair. And I said, um, I said, why did you cut your hair? And she said, well, my friend said it was ugly. Mm. And I had to sit her down and have a long talk with her to let her know that we're different. People are different. Everybody don't have the same hair texture. You know, some people are lighter, some people are darker, but it doesn't mean because you look different from your friend or from the little girl in your class. It doesn't mean that you're ugly. So I decided to put all of these black influential women's on a Christmas tree to let her know that she's beautiful and Mm. everybody's a different color. That's beautiful. So that's how the black girl magic tree came about. I love it. I love Portia. She's such a sweet kid. She's like, every time I have a chance to talk to her, she's just like, you can tell she has a sweet heart. So. Yeah, so it's all because she cut her hair and she was feeling bad. Oh, next question: Is traumatic childhood necessary to become a great comedian? Because it seems like that seems to be the main ingredient: trauma in becoming a legend like Chris Rock and Richard Pryor. What do you think? Was your trauma necessary? Would you be this resilience? In this field, without it, I don't. That's a good fucking question. God damn, y'all got some really good questions today. Um, I think it helped out a lot. I really do. Um, um, it definitely gives you different shit to talk about because everybody, everybody got a childhood, but somebody's childhood is always a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So I don't think. I don't think uh, Chris Rock childhood was as worse as mine. It was just poor. Right. Um, maybe he never got as deep as I, 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 me and Richard Pryor has gotten. But um, I do, I do think pain would equal comedy, equal funny. Is it the type of person that does comedy is more in touch with it? <clears throat> and it's it, going through trauma gives you a different perspective. So it lends to a voice that most people don't hear. And so when you have that different angle that you can give, I think it definitely boosts when it comes to being uh, on stage and, you know, telling a story to where if you if you've gone through something no one else has experienced, you become the, the, the voice for whatever it is you're talking about. So I think when you go through trauma as a comedian, as, as a young person, it's, it's easier to once you figure out that muscle, how to how to paint that picture it just it's it's just like uh you know being a musician you know if you go through something you got something to sing you about are, yeah you, you yeah you're better equipped to tell that trauma than anybody else because you actually went through it i don't think it's necessary to be a great but i think because you've gone through something it makes you greater if that makes any sense i also find that humor is used to deflect a lot of times in my comedian friends like they're they're just like 
I don't know if humor is just kind of built in as a defense mechanism a little bit. Yeah, I mean, if it, yeah, I will say that too. I mean, because you look at it this way. I was going to say, if, if, if you're laughing, you're not feeling whatever trauma that you're dealing with, right? So it's a shield, you know. That's true. If, you're, if, if you got everybody laughing, you're not thinking about all the fucked up shit that's happened to you. You know, it just puts your mind in a different space. So that's why you see a lot of comedians with terrible backgrounds. It's like, yo, because they go to that happy place to get away from all the bullshit they've been through. Thank you for answering me, answering that for me, because that, that I didn't really know how to answer that. Mm-hmm. I, I tell you, we was gonna, I was, I was working on a show this week, and we was gonna do an episode. And again, y'all, we on the stereo app. We appreciate y'all tuning in and listening to us. Um, we was going to, um, I was gonna do an episode, and if you read my book, you know about my mama boyfriend, Mister John molested me. Mm-hmm. Well, I try to find the comedy in everything, and so we write, we write this episode. Where, uh, you know, when people been through something, I think we talked about this last time, it's shit that triggers us. Voices, stuff that you see. Like, I can't look at El Camino calls because that's what he drove. Mm. And I wrestled with this fucking episode for about three weeks. And I was like, I got to get up the guts to tell him I can't do this. Mm. So finally I got up the guts and I said, I don't want to do this. I don't want to tell it right now. Mm. And it was hard. And it was going to be a comedy. It was pretty fucking funny, too. But I just, that was just something I didn't want to deal with right now. Yeah. Because it would just be too heavy for you to be funny. I felt like it was very heavy, but I just felt like, you know, when you, you know, again, when you've been through some shit, you know, you know, when you're ready to tackle it. And that's not something I was ready to tackle on national TV. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So thank you for the great question. Tune into the Pat Down on your favorite podcast app, and we are on Stereo. It's Devin from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I'm wondering what motivates you every day, Miss Pat. Um, I think the song by um, uh, what is it? The group Outcast still plays Out- in my Outcast. head. Get up and get out and get something. Don't let the days of your life pass you by. But I've always been like that. I'm a I'm a drug dealer. I still wake up them hours. You know, like I'm about to go sell dope. I literally wake up at three or four o'clock. <laughs> People are like, do you sleep? I'm like, uh, yeah, bitch, I sleep yeah. with my ears open. <laughs> I still got so many drug dealing mentality. Yeah, it's fucking like I look. I literally get in my car in the morning, and I look in the whole fucking car before I get in. Really? I, I walk the whole car to make sure ain't no nigga laying up under my engine waiting to cap me. In Plainfield? <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. But that's my mentality. But I, I, I mean, what motivates me is you, hey, hey, the early bird catches a worm. You, I hate, I hate motherfuckers in life who talk about what they going to do and don't do a motherfucking yeah. thing. Get the fuck away from me. Yeah. Hey, talk is cheap. Talk is easy. I don't want to hear what the fuck you. I don't want to hear your dreams if you're not trying to make your dreams come true. Yeah. I got a girlfriend that, that, that talented as fuck. I say you work because you want to fucking work. Go do something that make you happy. When you can, when you get up in the morning, you happy about getting up in the morning and going and do what the fuck you want to do. To me, that should motivate you. Yeah. 
You know, when you getting up out of bed, I really don't want to go to this motherfucking job. You in the wrong mind space. I love fucking doing comedy. I love going and get my coffee in the morning with no bra on, with my titties sticking in my stomach, nigga. And then I go and I sit behind my computer and I started working on my strips and shit. And I'm working on my special because I'm doing what the fuck I want to do. Yeah. That's what motivates me because I've worked hard to get to a point in my life to do what the fuck I want to do. You've also kind of taught me, like, when watching you, you always, like, try to go one rung above where you're at or where you think you can be. So, like, you are always, like, I want to be at that next level. What's the next level? What's the next level? And eventually you've just climbed to a place that's really high. Yeah, get get your, I mean, I, and Dion knows we hang out all the time. And people are like, you be pushing people. Everybody, I said, well, get the fuck away from around me. Because, bitch, if I wanted to hang out with turtles, my name wouldn't be Rabbit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I sound like a rapper. <laughs> That's the quote of the year. Yes, <laughs> if I dude. wanted to hang out with turtles, my name would be rapping. Hell yeah, get up and get out and get some. Yeah. So that's what motivates <laughs> me. Hey, you can't make nothing happen landing in bed. Scared money don't make no money. Next question here on the stereo We're, app. On the stereo app, we are. This question is for Dion. Would you ever go back to Cleveland? <laughs> what happened in Cleveland? <laughs> they ate his ass up at the Cleveland and bro. <laughs> yeah, they were just fucking shitty. Yeah, I would go back to Cleveland. Even though I'm they not, hated I'm you. I'm not opposed. <laughs> yeah, I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed to it. Is, are there I'm t- not a fan of Cleveland, but I would go back, yeah. Are there towns that like that you guys have visited where you kill and you kill every time or are there towns or you do poorly every time or is it just like a mixed bag of audiences and it you never it's i don't know if it's like a cultural thing for that city or if it's just you get a crappy audience i don't i, I can't speak for her but i know every time i've gone to oklahoma city i've had just the best crowds of my entire 15 year career Oklahoma City has been fire literally every single show. It's just been really, really – they come out to laugh. They have a good time. Um, I've only been there twice, but those have been by far and away the best shows I've ever done is Oklahoma City. Huh. Mm, I like Oklahoma City. Yeah, they're like towns. Is it – do you do poorly or do well based on the culture of the town, or is it just random luck of the draw of the audience? I'm talking to you, Miss Pat. Oh, me? Do I do well? Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I when you bomb in front of a crowd, is it because just that city and you don't connect, or is it just the audience is, like, off? Mm, uh, I don't really bomb. <laughs> Are there cities where you do really well? Yeah, Chicago. I try to do well wherever I go. Right. You know, I mean, there's been shows. I mean, if you're doing six shows a week, it's always going to be one a little bit, a little bit drier than all the rest. Right, Dion? Yeah, I was. So I've never performed, and nobody just not laughed at me. Would you say now that you this, you know, you your audience has grown as opposed to when you were, you know, opening for Arnez? Do you feel like your crowd has gotten better as opposed to when you were just opening? Yeah, I mean, you, you know what I'm saying. I think because I started to gain fans on my own, it's a different when you opening for somebody. Then usually when you the opening that, people don't really respect you. You got to fucking earn it. 
Because first of all, they didn't come to see you. Why the fuck are you here? We don't know you, nigga. Ain't nobody paid for you, okay? You just like, you really the iced tea beside the fucking pork chop sandwich. Something to do for the bridal party, that kind of yes, thing. Yes, yeah. that bullshit. So nobody really needs you. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it has grown a lot since I've opened for Arnaz. When I see, when I've seen you, everybody there is there to see you. They they get the joke. They get what's going on. Yeah, yeah, you know. But I'm still building towards that. And people randomly come in because I'm black, or randomly come in because they read my bio and they be like, "Oh my God, this bitch is crazy." Man, I get some of that sometimes. You know, I've get I've I've read reviews on myself. People are like, "Oh my God, she cussed too much." I said, "Well, take your ass to church." Hi, Miss Pat. Hi, guys. My name is Tyler. Um, I just wanted to know, uh, Miss Pat, what was your favorite like uh, music growing up? Uh, what was your favorite albums, favorite songs? Also, Mad Love from New York. When are you going to come to New York City, Miss Pat? I'm working on coming to New York City, girlfriend. I grew up in an era where you had Run DMC Houdini, who we just found out that died today. Yeah. Fucking Houdini died. 2020 is eating our asshole inside out. Um, I grew up on Run DMC when rap first broke out. That was my shit. When back when people were break dancing on fucking court board boxes. So that you know, fucking LL Cool J when he had the lips that he didn't buy. Um <laughs> I'm waiting on Chris to catch that. He just stared at me like, uh, what are you talking I about? I went. <laughs> Yeah, so LL Cool J, you know, uh, Mama Gonna Knock You Out. Yeah. You know, that kind of shit. That's my era of music. Like late 80s? Late 80s. That's when rap first hit, like late 70s, early 80s. Right. Yeah. Houdini was one of the first rappers, you know, like, um, was way before, a couple before Houdini, um, uh, not Flavor Flavor, uh, uh, what's his name with the patch on his eye? Slick Rick. Mm. You remember Slick Rick? Mm -hmm. Yeah, him and all of those. That's uh, fat boys. Oh my fucking god, girl! I used to fucking rake yards and shove a little snow down south when it snowed back in the day down in the south, and fucking earn concert money to go see fat boys at the Omni. And a front row ticket was fifteen motherfucking dollars. <laughs> a bitch done got old. And me and my brother used to go see them. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> 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 oh, I like to kill the bitch. <laughs> well, they, ooh, my stomach got a crap in it. Okay? Yeah, who hit me in the chest? Crap. I'm gonna have to put a cape on her like James Brown. <laughs> ooh, a bitch about to kill herself on the stereo app. Just, just half a beatbox. He's yeah. reviving. <laughs> Yo, uh, uh, them motherfucker, the fat boy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Next question here on the stereo app. Hey, Miss Pat. I was wondering, after reading your book, Rabbit, was there a specific reason why you renamed a couple of the characters like Gariana and your husband? That totally took me for a loop for a second. I was like, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> Y'all know too much about me. Mm. Uh, well, Gariana <laughs> and my husband didn't want his name in there. Mm. Uh, I think the other kids didn't mind, but they didn't want their names in there. So, But I did mention my husband at the end by his real name. My husband just don't like being in the limelight. Would they be more comfortable now that the podcast has kind of put them out there a little bit more? 
Well, my husband tells me every day before I come downstairs to you guys, he said, let me tell you something. Don't go in there fucking talking about me on that goddamn podcast. <laughs> Them niggas at my job keep fucking at me with me with that bullshit you be saying about me on that goddamn podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, who the fuck you talking to? Nigga, I'm about to go down here and tell him I wash your drawers inside out. <laughs> so I changed it for And definitely I changed the kid's father name uh, Not really to protect him To keep the nigga from suing me um, You know and then I look at it like this You know you don't This shit happened I've forgiven him Moved on hope he don't ever do it again But hey the man gotta feed himself too Yeah. So you know Move on with it right. So I changed it to keep people from fucking with me Hey, Miss Pat, I want to know how the Falcons killed your sister-in-law because I've listened to the Pat Down over and over all your episodes about three times each, and I've never heard it, the answer. So if you could just let us know, please. Thank you. <laughs> Her name is Miss Pat's Nip. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to decode that. Thank you. Her username was Miss Pat's Nip. Oh, uh, well, I was at the Falcons game, and this is a fucking true story. I was there with my friend. The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. The very first Super Bowl, a Falcon versus the Patriots. And again, we're on the stereo app. So um, my friend asked me to bring this little container in. And I said, for what? I'm not bringing drugs into this fucking Super Bowl. I don't want to go to Jay. He said, this is not drugs. My daddy was a Falcon fan. And once we win tonight, I'm going to make it rain with his ashes. So I said, okay, nigga, give me a raggedy-ass daddy. So I put him in my purse, <laughs> and I took his daddy inside. And so we killing, right? We're fucking killing. You know, you remember the shit. Mm -hmm. And so he got so excited. And I asked him, I said, look, don't spread your daddy ashes until the fucking game is over. Because you know the Falcons. Oh, man, by the second quarter, we killing. He takes his motherfucking black ass daddy out. The nigga's still black in the ashes. <laughs> <laughs> he took his black ass daddy out. And he just started spreading his daddy ashes all in the ass and shit. What? Yeah, just thought him. So I said, give me some of your daddy nigga and I'm making it rain with his daddy on nacho on top of other people <laughs> yeah what the f and so what <laughs> not in lot on the field at a ceremony of honor but like on some white man's head hey nachos and beer no and so <laughs> Imagine, oh. yeah they couldn't say they, dandruff. Yeah, they couldn't say they ain't never ate a nigga now <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm talking mad shit. Fuck out! Run that black magic up that ass, cause you know all the running backs are black, right? Right. So halftime come, all the Patriots fans get up. Most of them get up in my area and leave, right? Cause I'm being an alley back bitch. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> After halftime, girl. The motherfucker started to come back. So the Patriot fans started fucking with me. And I didn't want to swing on nobody, right? Because I ain't in the best of health. So I go to the bathroom. I'm paying, Lord, please let the fuck away. Please, please let the fuck away. They got a TV in the bathroom, right? And then my fucking phone just started blowing up. And um, so I'm like, what the fuck my husband want? I thought he called me about the game. And so he called. He said, hey, my sister just had a heart attack. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. You know, the Falcon might lose Super Bowl. 
You know, <laughs> I said, oh, okay. Not, oh, I'm so sorry. How is she? I ain't got time to be sorry, nigga. My family, my loose suit bow. I mean, and I'm thinking, hell, everybody survived their first heart attack, right? Right. You know, just put the shit back together, give her pacemaker, tell her don't smoke, and leave that chicken alone. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so, again, we on the that stereo. That is the procedure to survive your first heart yes. attack, by the way. <laughs> again, we on the stereo app. So, make a long fucking story short. The game is over. I'm standing in the bathroom. They dropping all the confetti on fucking they, what they white boy named Brady here. Oh, and now I hear Brady, Brady. My phone ring again, and he said my sister died. And I'm like, uh, okay, uh, what you telling me for? We just lost Super Bowl. <laughs> we literally just lost the Super Bowl. So now I'm kind of feeling bad because this sister in law was all right with me. So I walk out though, and they got the Channel Five local news from Atlanta. And we the first motherfucker they see with the Falcons jerseys on and shit. And they was like, how do you feel about the Falcon losing Super Bowl? I said, them nigga killed my sister-in-law. And they, and they, never, they never showed me on the news. Oh, I wish we could get that tape. <laughs> they never showed me on the news. I was so fucking mad on top of her dying because she died like when they was when they was uh coming back in the third quarter that's yeah. when she had the heart attack and so i finally asked my nephew i said what i know they had an optus what killed the mama he said when she was cheering a piece of chicken got logged in her throat mm-hmm. so black folk automatically want to pump your heart when you fall out instead of giving her the high maneuver oh, no. they don't smother the shit out of her oh no so she died Yikes! So that's that's Damn. that's how the Falcon killed my sister-in-law. Thanks for asking. Didn't they did, didn't they go to the funeral in Falcons church? Oh my god! Then oh, Chris, so we go <laughs> to the funeral. Right? No, kidding. no, I got the fucking pictures upstairs. <laughs> Dude, if something <laughs> kills me, don't don't wear it to the funeral. Everybody had on Falcons gear, jersey, hats, and I was like, "What?" I said, "Her son." I said, "Nigga, how you gonna wear Falcon shit when they killed your mama?" It was a, it, they were the whole. Oh, fuck everybody. <laughs> I was like, y'all some stupid nigga. We have some forgiving motherfuckers. Way to honor. <laughs> Again, we on the stereo app, and now you know how my sister-in-law died. The 36, to, what was it, 32? What was it called, 28 to 31? And I remember I remember saying, I said, well, at least she, at least she think we won since she died in the third quarter. <laughs> And then you know, hi, Miss fr- Pat. Sorry. Hi, Dion. Hi, Chris. It's Chandis here. Uh, my question is for Miss Pat. I was just curious what your favorite television appearance has uh, been. I know you've been on the Degenerates and Roast Battle and Last Comic Standing and uh, The Cabin and, and all of that. And I'm just curious which one was your favorite to do. Thanks. Merry Christmas. I think my favorite is Netflix. Mm. The Degenerates. I really enjoyed that. And I I was doing I I, t- I practiced for that during the time when I was working out for uh, when I was taping the pilot of my TV show. So I was I was really glad to see how it turned out. And the second would definitely be the cabin. Oh my god, the cabin was great. Yeah, the cabin and Ari Shafir <laughs> show. All of them, but Netflix, my the fifteen minutes, twenty minutes they gave me, it meant a lot. Thank you, Netflix. Again, we on the stereo app. Miss Pat, what do you think about Trump not signing that new stimulus package unless they increase the dollar amount to $2,000 per person? Um, never agree with Trump more, because uh, y'all know I don't like Donald Trump. But 
Hey, it's a fluke. They ain't got no two thousand off us, y'all. We can just fuck ourselves in the ass. But it's a nice it's, <laughs> And I approve this message. <laughs> it, it's, it's a nice I gotcha nickels. Because <laughs> that's all it is. He know we ain't gonna get no motherfucking two thousand yeah. off. It's just him playing big and bad on the way out. Mm. But hey, if you if we can get it, give it to us. I personally don't qualify for it, which but Hey, it's a lot of people out there that can use that six hundred or that two thousand. I just wish they make up their fucking mind. But again, I think he pulling all dick hairs out. If we got to get fucked in the ass for two thousand, just let me get that six hundred. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you don't want to get yeah. fucked in the ass? I don't want my dick hair pulled I'm out sure. for t- not two thousand, not six hundred. Why do you have dick hair? Why wouldn't I have? I'm a man. Look at this chest hair. <laughs> Look at that. I'm so glad I'm in the room with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the stereo app, and he just showed me his blonde wig and his chest. It's not my fault. I'm aggressively masculine. Hey, Miss Pat, it's your crack baby from Baltimore. Um, my question is, what's your next hobby going to be like? Um, <laughs> since you spend a lot of time with the decorating, uh, but you always say that you want to be better at cooking, uh, what do you see yourself really investing some time into when you actually get time to do something? Love yeah. you. Mwah. Love you too, baby. Name is Miss Pat's Angry Chowls. <laughs> it won't be. It won't be motherfucking cooking. I tell you that. I hate cooking. I mean, I have nothing else to do around here. I think I'm. I'm. I'm gonna paint the kids' room when I get back in March. But I really don't have anything else to do. I need a hobby. Yeah, Ramon's room looks amazing with like the the wall the behind his bed. Like that's the one thing this year that we didn't talk about in our best of podcast, like best and worst of this year. This place is totally different than it was at the beginning of the year. Oh yeah, I I, I painted, I I cut wood, and I put my husband to work. <clears throat> I'm sorry. The last thing I'm working on is the kitchen. I'm gonna finish trimming that out, and um, I'm not gonna paint it because I'm and I try to always be honest. This lovely lady named Shannon is going to come and paint. Go come and paint the cabinets. Um, I'm sorry. Come and paint the kitchen cabinets while I'm out of town taping the show. So that should be really good. Have you guys ever been in a really bad snowstorm or stuck at a club when there was a snowstorm? I'm here in Minnesota and we're in a blizzard right now. Oh, wow. Horrible COVID and a blizzard. What a Christmas. Um, Again, we're on the stereo app. and I, I, Oh, when we first... Oh, let me tell you about the snowstorm. Never <laughs> been at a fucking club, but... Dion, you remember this, Dion? A couple of years ago, it snowed really hard here, yeah. and we couldn't come outside, and it was up to the fucking door. You open the door, all this snow just falling in your house. So we stuck in the house, right? And I'm fat. You know, we fat, and um, we can't go no fucking where. And I'm craving a Kit Kat. <laughs> That's the worst shit you can do Is have a craving In a fucking snowstorm So my husband's like Don't take your dumb ass out there for no kick I said oh I gotta get me a kick out and die Dr. Pepper nigga I gotta get it I gotta get it So make a long story short uh, I kicked the snow in at the door right And the yard is just <laughs> <laughs> I opened the door and kicked the snow down This was like a foot of snow Which we normally don't have that right Was, the, was it the oh, foot of snow here? It was here? probably two foots So I get in my car, which I had a beard lacrosse at the time, and I back that bitch up, and I'm headed to the store to get that Kit Kat and that Dr. Pepper because them fucking, my neighbor asking me to go get it. My neighbor, N-A-V-E-L. And I get to the top of my community, nigga, and I get stuck in the snow. No. Ah, so now I'm craving cold and stuck. 
And was this the snowstorm where it was zero degrees too? It probably was. It was so fucking cold. I'm just out there spinning and can't get out. So my neighbors, uh, they came up with a truck and dug me out, but I didn't turn around, nigga. I was determined. I went and got no. that goddamn kick in. <laughs> I came back home and got stuck at the driveway. Couldn't get back up in the driveway right. So my neighbor come over and he helped me up in the driveway. And then I look outside, y'all, and I tell my husband, I said, won't you go shove the fucking driveway? He said, fuck that shit. I ain't going out there. They cold in the motherfucker. I look out there, and my neighbor is just blowing snow all off the cars, the driveway, and everything. And I was like, look, the neighbor came and dug us out. He's like, fuck him. He trying to outdo us. <laughs> that that snowstorm, it was my first full-time day at Bob and Tom, and we had transferred everything, and I had to go in. And it was negative five degrees that morning, and it was... The most, I mean, I've never been more terrified in my life because you could not drive. I had a Chevy Cavalier basically at that time, a Chevy Cobalt, and it was like right up to the edge of the thing, and I was sliding everywhere. And then when I got to uh, when I got to work, my car died, so I had to have a friend take me home, and like it had completely iced over just because it was zero degrees max that day. And I called AAA, and they go. Yeah, no, we're not coming to get. We're not jump starting your car. I mean, it was, it was the worst snowstorm I've ever been in, and I nearly died on four sixty five. I don't. I would not risk it for a Kit Kat. I shouldn't have risked it for work. Oh, <laughs> Man, I, it was a perilous, see, perilous you know, at day. At the time, back in those days, I was still having periods. So when your periods say chocolate, nigga. You do. I would have bit your face if you was a black man. <laughs> so I had to go get that goddamn Kit Kat. Next up on stereo app. This question is for Miss Pat. Have you th- has your kids thought about having kids yet or no? Everybody fucking. Everybody fucking. Not everybody. Not everybody. <laughs> no, one one is not. Oh well, yeah, well, three of them fucking. Uh, but they don't want kids. Not kids. Only dumb motherfucker when I had them goddamn children. But um, nah, Ashley gay. She not having. Juma say I don't want none. Garanda said. Her her ovaries done hatched backwards, so she don't want that either. <laughs> so, no for that, and yes for some of them. Hey Dion, hey Chris, hey Miss Pat. So, do you plan on staying in Indiana, or you plan on moving if the show takes off, or your career? I'm getting the fuck on, girlfriend. I'm moving. Soon as I get a second season, I'm getting the fuck out. The second season? What if? What? God forbid! What if there's? Are you staying here? You just? I'm, I'm going, moving. You're moving to yeah, Atlanta. I'm moving to Atlanta. If I don't get a second season, I got to get up out of here. I'm tired of the snow. I'm tired. I'm ready to go home. Fair enough. Would you move to LA? Hell to the no 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 ho ho. <laughs> <laughs> Dion, what about you? Uh, she gets a second season. I don't know what'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I plan on moving out. Of, <laughs> I plan on moving out of Indiana as soon as I can. As soon as I'm able, I'm I'm up out this bitch. I'm a lifer. I'll be here forever. You told me earlier you was gonna leave. Uh, I get I get tired of Indiana. The more you travel, the more you realize like it's fun to go to other places. But all my family's here. My job's here. All my network is here. So it it'd be hard to leave. But you know, you never know what happens in the future. All right, next up on the Stereo app. Stereo app. Hey, what's up, everybody? So I don't know if you guys have answered this, but 
who would you want to be the actor that plays your role in the movie about your life? And if you answered that, um, who is your favorite a- actor? Now, actor is a man, ain't it? Well, it's you can be used for both now. Oh, really? Okay. I thought he was looking at Samuel Jackson to play me to my actor. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Probably uh, younger. I don't. Probably Raven. Okay. Yeah. You know who I think would do a good job of you? Who? Uh, I, I, is it Olivia Spencer or Octavia Spencer? You know who I'm talking about? The older version of me. Yeah, she, she would. She she reminds me of you. Yeah, and the lady from the show Ma Rainey. The new show on Netflix called Ma Rainey. Haven't seen uh, it. Viola Davis. Oh yeah, Viola Davis. I could see that. Yeah. What about you, Dion? Who would play me? Shit, I don't know. I have no. No, no. Who would play me, Dion? Why, why is anybody playing you? No, I'm saying Dion could have no, a li- mo- life said. about I, his movie. I said I, oh. Octavia Spencer would play you. No, I'm saying who would play Dion? I know who will play you. Who? Garfield. (laughs) 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 It was so much. She had the twinkle in her eye when she knows she's got a good joke and she get that. I knew it was going to be some old bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, I knew. (laughs) Hey, we got to see it on a stereo app. Tell me Garfield (laughs) wouldn't do a damn good job as you. (laughs) I was going to say John Candy, but he's dead. Yeah, damn like Garfield. Hi, Ms. Pat, Tyler from New York City. Um, what advice would you give someone who is an up-and-coming comedy writer? What did she say? Up-and-coming comedy writer. What advice would you give? Don't be hacky. Step outside the box. Research comedy. If you already heard a joke, don't do it. Yeah. That's all I can say. That's, That's what I advice. run into. That's all I run into. My fucking pants. I feel like I got four stomachs. Hold on. Um, that's all I run into um, a lot with writers. Like, you can just hear the rehashing of bullshit. Yeah. So I would say, always try, always make sure that joke haven't been said. And don't try to retwist it because a comedian, I'm like, nigga, they ain't the same motherfucking thing. Step outside the box. Try to create shit that you have not seen before. That's what I love about my writer on this show, Jordan Cooper. I mean, he came up with shit that was just funny. Both of us did. Chris, why do white people wear shorts in winter? I see white legs with heavy coat <laughs> all the time. Why? Why? Well, I wear shorts when we come here because it's 9,000 degrees in this basement. And I get super hot, especially when I'm podcasting. I start sweating. Uh, so that may be the answer. I don't know. I just think it's like more comfortable wearing shorts sometimes. But the skinnier I get, the less like I have to wear long pants now because I've lost a lot of weight. But when I was fat, I was hot all the time. Like when I was 330 pounds, I just start sweating, just standing outside in the zero degree air. Everybody white wears shorts in the one time. I, I just think y'all don't feel that cold air. I don't. I don't have an answer. I don't know why it's like uh, it's just more comfortable. Probably is it because y'all skin the thin? No, I think it's just <laughs> laziness. 
<laughs> Fuck is you laughing? This can ain't no thinner than ours. What kind of racist shit is that? I didn't know what she said, but now that I kn- now that I know what she said, that was a little racist. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to be racist. I mean, white people do have thinner skin, to be honest. Well, well is it because oh y'all just be hot on the legs? Yeah. Is that racist? Hot ass legs. <laughs> Fuck you, Dion. I didn't mean to be racist. I'm I don't, so sorry. I don't Forgive know. Give me, master. No. Hey, now I'm that. way more uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> You've always. I, I mean, you guys tell me, but like in white culture, there's not the same. Like, there's no pressure to dress up or or like like every. <sighs> Everybody wears it. exercise clothes all the time. Like you, when you talk about when you go out in Atlanta, like you have to look like like uh, to the Chris, tens. Like that P- didn't happen in P- white. Chris, culture. what you yeah, what you have on, y'all will wear to a funeral. Yes, exactly.